Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 41. Chug, chug, chug. The Chug Show. <laughs> the ch- Welcome to 41, chug the Chug Show. Chugging on rugs. Whoa, already. Ooh. There we go. That's cute. That's the. That's yeah. how you start it. That's chugging the episode on rugs. title. Whoa. CG-13. Flarp is back. And uh, we got a guitar. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We all opened our presents early. Episode 41. Yes, have some podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us. I am here, as always, with... Abigail Gardner. Hey, I was going to announce myself. What are you Abigail name? Gardner. Tonight I'm going to go with Abby. Okay. With an E. It changes. Just for all of you who want to know, it's A-B-B-E-Y. There like the road. Like the road. And uh, Jacob Walsh, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Hey. What's going down uh, in Valdosta tonight? Any parties, uh, par- parties last night? What? A little, little bit of nothing. Oh. A little bit of nothing happening. Yeah, it's, uh, motorcycle it's pretty heights. quiet. Do you ever like uh, roam the streets of Valdosta like a, like a ghost in the night? Um, n- no. You ever dance? Maybe, with I, devil maybe I should. Moonlight? Maybe I should. You know, I did that one. I used to live in a, in a tiny, a very small town called Hayhira. Oh, once one stoplight. Lived there. I lived by myself. I didn't have a phone, and I I would get bored and like just take long walks at night. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, do you remember when Wolverine Origins came out and there was that huge movie leak? Yeah. And like it ended up online. Before okay. it was in theaters, you remember that? So I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I- I'm going to wait until it comes out. On one of my late night strolls just through town, I found a DVD in the middle of the street. And I picked it up, and it just said X-Men on it. And I was like, what? I'm going to take this home and see what it is. And it was <laughs> it was the fucking Wolverine movie. So I was like, well, I Whoa. guess i got to watch it. Dude, somebody, somebody Dude, was looking out for you. I thought you were going to say you just kept walking like Forrest Gump like, until it came out. You're like, nope, I'm going to avoid it. I'm just going to be on the road from here on out. That's but just then like you a got little spoiled. weird. Yeah, it's just such a weird story. Have Dude, just that's like, like this a random... Christmas miracle. Yeah, yeah except, like except the movie was awful. What if it was no, uh, okay. Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Hugh Jackman shows up and it's like, uh, uh, what's that movie with the guy? Christmas story, a Christmas miracle, a Christmas story. No, what's the one where he sees the ghost of Christmas past? A Christmas Carol. Yeah, that. What if it was like <laughs> that? And when, uh, okay. and, and uh, keep going. Hugh Jackman just took you around, showing you your past, present, and future. Ooh. Because I because I like watched a bootleg movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Because you can go This is what the world would be like if you hadn't watched that bootleg movie. Yeah. Oh, Without man. Without you. And then he looks at you at one point and goes, uh, hey, you're not Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine? <laughs> there was a prison. Yeah. Uh, there was a prison in a more ancient part oh, of the world. I just wanted you to God, I like Dark Knight Rises. That's a different. Like Ooh. Yep. Sorry, That's dude. a different episode. That's a Whoa. different episode. Uh, in well, defense of. It's We're coming. Gonna, oh, it's coming, guys. Get, hey, get ready. You, gotta, wait, you guys are going to make me defend. watch that again? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to watch Batman Forever. It's going to be all I'd the rather, bad Batmans that we like. Rather, I'd rather watch Batman Forever. Dude, everyone would. Hey, <sighs> listen, guys. Val Kilmer is my Batman. I'll say it now. Val Kilmer is also my Whoa. accountant. Shots fired. He's my accountant. <laughs> oh, how's he doing? He's oh, I don't think he's so doing very good. Doing I good. feel bad. Uh, I had a huge crush on Iceman. I loved Top Gun when I was like. Five. No, 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 Iceman's not Batman Forever. That's oh, Batman Robin. Oh, gotcha. That's his hey. name, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Yes, Iceman. he was the Iceman. <laughs> uh, there you well, go. Well, cool. Well, thank you uh, everybody for joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, th- this movie came out recently. I can't what think of what that? it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. Whoa. Star- yeah. Star Wars, yeah. Rogue Whoa, One. I Rogue like One a different and- movie. Rogue. <laughs> it's what movie's that? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rogue One is out. It's here. People are reacting to it. We're going to react to it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get to that. We're going to watch the Star Wars Christmas special. Right. Uh, we're going to record. I've co- never seen it. So, really? yeah. I've that's... seen clips. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it either. Before. It's one of those things I've always like felt bad for Been not chasing, seeing. Yeah. Well, I heard it's just god awful. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Some things that people say are god awful are actually really good. So, it's... hey, maybe I It's just one of those out. things that I guess like. We should watch, maybe. We should watch it. Let's do it. Hey, should this be the, the uh, live reaction part of the episode where I start begging our listeners for copies? Of hey, this? <laughs> if you have, like, a I spare think you could probably copy. watch it like on YouTube or something. Yeah, like. it's out there. It's out it's there. Out we there, have to yeah. look. It's so uh, hard. Well, We're cool. gonna watch it. So, uh, yeah, uh, before we get started, uh, talking about our stress and talking about Rogue One and talking about um, all that kind of stuff. So, we got a little Christmas card in the mail. We want to give a little shout little out, little guy. Uh, yeah. So. Jake got a card. We got a card. Jake got the card first. I got jealous. <laughs> and ran to the mailbox and was very happy to find that Andrew Schaefer, huge shout out to him, had sent cards to us. And they're, like, amazing. They're, like, cute little slimers. And then on the inside, he photoshopped himself, his wife Tiffany, and then their cats, like, onto some other family. And it's yeah. ridiculous. And I love it. It's so it's Andrew, funny, Schaefer, yeah. Andrew Schaefer, obviously an author of Ghosts from Our Past and uh, – Day of the Donald and How to Survive a Sharknado. Yes. Um, he, we've become friendly with him. We met him this year. Great guy. Super great wife. awesome dude, right. He did Photoshop uh, him and his cats and his wife onto another family. Now, my question is, is that family, like... Upset. No. Are they tied up? Are they dead oh. in Where his basement? Is Where, Where is that family? Where is that family? Merry Christmas. I hope... I hope he sent a copy of that postcard to that family. God damn you all. And they don't, and like they get it and like maybe they don't take it as like, oh, this is funny. Maybe they're like, oh shit, what are, these people are going to murder us. Who they're is They're going to turn us it into It just cats. becomes a whole thing. Like that's the first what? step in a, in a weird head. stalker situation. What if he yeah. like stole a hard copy of that photo from their home? Like, <laughs> so wait, wait. So what? Okay, so so what you're saying is Andrew Schaefer probably real. has a side job. He works at like a one hour photo booth, and he's just kind been like of. stalking this family for years, kind of. like yeah, printing doubles of all their uh, photos. 
Oh yes. yeah. What I'm thinking examining yeah. all the Easter eggs, making up stories yeah. and backstories and becoming yeah. obsessed. He probably has a gum like a gum sculpture of Andrew and his or he, the other way around. Guys, Somebody's got a hey gum Arnold. Sculpture. I was watching it like literally. So I'm thinking a lot about gum so sculpture. What I'm thinking is so there was this story I read I don't know if this was urban legend or a real story, but something about some family who like once a week for a year their house would get like broken into, but nothing was ever moved or stolen. And it was like a psychological horror story where wow. they'd be like, house is broken into. Yeah. Nothing's gone. Things were shifted. Nothing. So wait, they, how did they know? Because true. the door was unlocked and things were left. How did they? they it was just broken into. What I'm wait, saying Wait, did they is, ever solve this case? Or like, is this, are you just I, randomly jumping from topic to topic here? Does this have no. anything to do with Andrew? Sh- are you saying, bandits? are you accusing Andrew Schaefer of doing this? Yes. Uh, he stole. <laughs> This is what he stole. He's been doing it, and he broke into their house to make Christmas cards. That is what so I'm saying. you better watch out, because right. somebody's right. coming. There we go. Um, so, yeah, thank you to him, obviously. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is kind of our uh, holiday. Festivus. It's our Festivus episode. Hanukkah. All we that. got it all. Kwanzaa. Get them all. One day. Macy's. One day sale. <laughs> there you go. Um, yes, have some podcasts. So, cool. Anything else was, uh, what, I mean, we got, guys, so, yes, yes. have some. Yes. This is episode 41. Whoa. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Rogue 41. Rogue 41. Um, and we've had some big... Uh, rug chompers. What was it? <laughs> chug, chug a rug? Chug a rug. Okay. We, uh, so Force Awakens came out last year before we started the podcast. Um, we've talked about some big movie releases this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got a lot of releases coming up. The Blade Runner trailer just hit. Mm-hmm. The Alien. Ryan Gasling. Ryan Gasling. The Alien Covenant trailer is going to be coming oh, out any I day. Wait, I can't wait. Probably tomorrow. People probably. are saying. It definitely uh, has aliens. From, from all the little the, all the little Easter eggs, a lot of people are thinking that it's going to be hitting tomorrow night. So, <gasps> so you might be listening to this and uh, the Alien trailer could be out. And you know all about it. And you know all about it. Um, is so Danny obviously, McBride funny? Is he not funny? I, I hope he's funny. funny. Uh, James Franco's in it. Ooh. I like them together. So um, that'll be good. And then we, yeah. That's going to be Lots good. of movies coming out. Uh, probably more Ghostbusters stuff on the horizon. Passengers. Pa- not good. Probably going to pass. But I kind of want to see it if it's like. Well, it's in says, the name. Pass. It's not a good name. I love Chris Pratt. I, lo- I kind of like Jennifer Lawrence. I go back and forth on her. But like I've heard some bad things. Like some bad buzz about that. I just want to check it out though to see what's up. Well. Because Chris Pratt in space. Listen. And- guess who put that movie out? Sony. Sony. Hey, girl. So, what can you do? Um, they'll get it right. They got Spider-Man coming up. It'll be fine. Dude, that trailer. That was a good that trailer. That gave me chills. Straight up chills. Straight up chills. So, before we get to Rogue One, um, why don't we just dive into some stress? What do you guys think? Yeah. I want to do some stress, yeah. You're looking a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Let's get stressed. Cool. Let's do it. It's about to get stressful. Jacob Walsh. Yeah, man. What has you stressed this holiday week? Um, you know, like besides the fact that it's holiday week, we're gonna yes. we're just gonna pretend that that's a given. That's a given. Um, holiday so, week. I like so, this. Uh, what? Go ahead. Just take it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. <laughs> You just like, like it? You're I just fine. gave it one like, and you got two uh, prayers. So go ahead. Oh, oh well, thank you. Um, You're welcome. 
And like that big happy uh, face emoji too. <laughs> the laughing so hard I'm crying emoji. I just added it. Oh, the emoji trailer came out today, but oh, I haven't watched it yet. Jake, I'm so Wait, sorry. what? Please. Is that real? Yeah, so the there's an emoji movie coming out, and uh, cool. it's... Cool. Yeah. Who's put, emoji, wait, obvious like villain. An, what is this movie about? Like, what's the plot here? I mean, I can look it up. You haven't watched it, so you have no idea. No, I'm asking you a question you don't know. Do you want to react I, to it now? Well, I can read the synopsis. I'll give you an emoji to it in my, as my reaction. Um, discover <sighs> the secret inside your phone, only on your phone. Watch the new emoji movie. That's it's all I got. It's only going to be released but on But not your only phone. on your phone, like in oh, the, in the theater? Or... Maybe in the theater. The only thing I know is that Alana Glazer Whoa, shit. from Broad City is in Yas it. Queen. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, uh, but we'll talk about that crush. on our... Uh, offshoot emoji podcast yes yeah. right yes, which emojis. you know starts immediately after this one we'll start recording so well yeah. kind of the genesis of yes have some was we <laughs> we knew there was a new ghostbusters movie coming out yes so now that there's an emoji now movie, with the emoji movie it's just like a big deal it's got a very our own big momentum deal. <laughs> uh, cool and it's going to be called uh emoji connections whoa uh, a podcast about life liberty and the pursuit of the perfect expression whoa and i'm going to go to emoticon the convention for emoji fans <laughs> Next summer, I have to get my tickets. Jacob, what's stressing you? Yo, out? <laughs> all right, cool. Let's get into it. Um, so this is this is such a strange thing. So like, all right, it, it's Jaws related, right? Jaws came out in 1975. That's that was a good bit. That was a good bit back, right? So you, you would think you would think a movie that came out like 40 years ago, you you would have seen everything there is to see, you know all the behind the scenes photos or whatever you would just, it would all be out there at this point. There would be no more surprises. Um, so yesterday, um, it might've been the day before. I think yesterday, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, this, it it was revealed that one of the guys in the movie, his name is Alfred wild. The guy who played bad hat, Harry. Okay. His, uh, his, his family is auctioning off some stuff that, you know, he owned through, uh, other productions and things like that. And it came out that this dude handmade a fucking scrapbook during the making of Jaws. Um, they've put it's it's uh, I want to say like 30 pages, uh, 20, 30 pages. They've put scans of it online so you can see it. Right. And it's just full of all of these photos that he took himself. Nobody has ever seen these photos except for like the people in his life that he showed them to. Uh, it's probably just been like stashed away for years. And it's just like pictures of the cast, pictures of the crew, pictures of filming uh, of the shark, just like tons of stuff, just like cast members hanging out together, like behind the scenes. It's got, it's got pages of original uh, script, uh, like call sheets. Uh, and then it goes on to have like uh, newspaper clippings. And then in the back of this book, there are four pages where like he hand wrote the word autographs at the top and it's just like full of autographs yeah. and like little notes from everybody from like right. Steven Spielberg, the cast, the crew, like fucking Robert Shaw, like everybody. It's like a tactile jaws Instagram or like Snapchat or something. Like it's all yeah. the recollections, like all the correspondence and all those photos are so fucking awesome looking like it's They're, enchanting. They're like beautiful photos, like just right. amazing. There's like behind the scenes photos of Quint with the ch- in the chalkboard scene, and it's just like shit that nobody. It's been forty fucking Dude, years. Nobody has scene? ever seen this stuff. 
it's like so when you we I promise you we will link to this off the Facebook page and we it's better than your family photo albums it like, makes you kind of want to cry right makes you get choked up when you see these pictures what I want to know is how many scenes is that guy in like one scene in the movie he's um Bad he, he, well he's in that you know that's his famous scene but he also plays like a councilman so he's in the the chalkboard scene. He's, okay. he's sitting at the table with uh, the mayor. He's in a couple other scenes, but yeah, he's just a, you know, he's got just such a small part. Small part. And Mm -hmm. what it makes me wonder, like, so how long was he on the set where, like, for all we know, like, I'd have to go through it and look at the notes and stuff, but was he on set collecting all this stuff, taking all these pictures over the, you know, it was a long shoot, obviously. That's kind of a, uh, a known fact, but, or was he just there for two days? was like, Man, I bet this movie's going to be good. This or I want to remember right. this, and he just makes because he was an older guy, right? He had maybe probably he just yes. loved scrapbooking. He's maybe he's only he's in Jaws. Yeah, his IMDb page. He's in Jaws one and Jaws two is the same character. Like he, I feel like he was probably a um, uh, he was probably one of the he probably lived on Martha's Vineyard, and you know right. Jaws had a they made a deal with Martha's Vineyard that they would hire locals Within, you know right. for for work for that's why a lot of th- that's one of the things that lends greatness to the movie of jaws is that it's a lot of real people who like weren't actors living you know they just lived on that island and it they right. it, there's a yeah there's lots of like lots of people who live on martha's vineyard at the time are in that movie and i and they let these people just like hang out film you know there's a there's a book that came out a couple years ago called memories from martha's vineyard and it's it's this giant amazing book that's just full of photos and stories uh you know taken by people who just happen to live on the island you know like it wasn't it wasn't like it is today where you can't get onto a movie set or you know it's like they were just filming and they had they had to basically do what martha's vineyard said so you know like he was there. He was there the whole time. Like the, some of these pictures are like pictures of like the orca out to sea. What the fuck was he doing there? He right. wasn't in that those scenes. But they were just right. like whatever. He's here. Let him fucking film it. Let him yeah. poke around. It's like when you found that um, YouTube video with the, the behind the scenes of Ghostbusters two of like just some guy who worked probably on the production who had his kids come in with him. Yeah. So there's a that video. Was like there's a video on YouTube. Untouched. Um. That Majestic. I just yeah. I just kind of found. Uh, I had never seen it before. A guy posted it who was basically probably around our age in his early 30s now who managed to, with his dad, go onto the set of Ghostbusters 2 when he was, whatever, four years old, five years old. And when you watch the video... Almost too young to appreciate it as, like, I was right. watching it. I was, like, getting jealous and of it's, him. And it's a really yeah. cool video. Right. Like, Dude, he doesn't deserve it. Right. So you Get see me him, in there. He's with the Ecto-1A. And then that day they were filming the museum scene. So so his dad is not uh, part of the crew or anything. They just kind of wandered in and some security guard let him in. So his dad's got the old school video camera uh, recording everything. And it's kind of shaky and all over the place, which kind of lends to, like, the charm of it. And then all of a sudden, it'll be kind of blurry and shaky, and it's like, whoop, there's Harold Ramis just sitting there, and there's Dan Aykroyd, and his dad's, it's funny because his dad has like a thick New York accent, and he's talking to his kid, he's like, look, there's Egon, go yeah. say out to Egon. <laughs> and and yeah. what's amazing is, is and they're like, oh, look, there's Winston, like, and then the funny part, he looks over at uh, 
Rick Moranis is like, I can't remember that guy's name. Right. And uh, But it's really good. And it's really cool to see that behind-the-scenes thing. But the most amazing part is Bill Murray walks up, and he walks up to the kid, yeah. and he introduces himself as Dr. Peter Venkman. Exactly. And I yeah. just melt. It just makes like you want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I melt into this puddle. Oh, my God. <laughs> so right. What a class act. But uh, going back to Jaws, like, so I mean, we all collect – uh, you know, we collect toys and we collect uh, movie-related items. Some of the mm-hmm. coolest stuff you can get from a movie are those behind-the-scenes pictures and those production stills and just things that you kind of get the feeling nobody was ever really supposed to see this. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. with a movie like Jaws, I mean, just seeing Right, picture... where it's like your character out of character. Like, I think I've mentioned before, but there's a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween where she's smoking a cigarette, but her character doesn't smoke cigarettes in the movie. But, like, it's just an iconic photo. And, like, to see some little tidbit of someone doing... I love, like, the photos of, like, people half in costume, like, just hanging out. Like, there's just something, like, I don't know, unfinished and weird and, like, so fascinating about that. And I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. And that's just so fucking cool that that surfaced... Who has it, by the way, Jake? And like, how much is it going to cost? Well, Do you think it's like who's going to get the, it? That's where the stress comes in. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a, the stress. it's amazing that it's amazing that this exists, and I'm so happy to like. I've, I've been staring at it so much. I've saved all the pages so I can keep looking at them. Like, it's just it's cool stuff to have. Uh, but like, it's going to be auctioned off. Like right now, an, an auction company uh, has it, and uh, mm-hmm. I think the end of the month. Or, or in January, it's going up for auction, and it's like I don't want it's. It's almost like you want Steven Spielberg to own this thing, or I want to own it, or I don't want anybody to own it. It's just like yeah. such a weird. I don't know, man. That's what's it's stressful. Like Somebody's gonna buy this fucking like, thing. It's gonna go. One. No, it's gonna. It's like right. such a. It's such a weird like holy grail of an item because it's first of all all these very rare photos they're all original photos no copies and then it's it's got it's got everybody's autograph and a lot of these a lot of these people have passed away and there's no way to get autographs anymore and he's got everybody like there's one page that the entire page is just name after name after name and and like some of them are hard to read. I have to sit here and be like, well, who is this? Who is this? There's a personal letter from Verna Fields on one page who was the editor who, like, edited all of Steven Spielberg's stuff before. Like, there's, wow. there's like, fucking history in this. Dude, so this guy had to be, like, super nice and, like, super likable because um, he, he yeah. got all this shit. Or yeah, it, super creepy. Yes. And, and everyone's just like, just do it. Here you go. Get away from me. A real Andrew Schaefer situation. Yeah, it's totally Andrew Schaefer. No, all those, no, he's like, hello, snap picture. Hello. Who was that guy? I have your family on a photograph now. That's some Will bad bag of fingernail clippings, Harry. <laughs> uh, no. But that's awesome. It's museum quality stuff. It, hey, at least there's like the smaller photos online that they put up like, at least we get to see some of the contents. The behind-the-scenes stuff, right? The kind of the those way hot pictures of Steven Spielberg. Oh, he's so hot. And those short shorts. Yeah, kind of, dude, he was cute. Like he was good looking. Let's hey, just talk he about turned for a second. He turned seventy this week, by the way. Yep, still good looking. Yeah. Still good looking. Yeah, he's a, um, good, he's a good man. One of the things that happens in private collections is sometimes somebody buys something and then it kind of just disappears. It just goes away, and uh, I mean that's whoever purchases it purchases it. <laughs> purchases whoever purchases it <laughs> we're just gonna go with that it's... whoever makes the purchase uh 
you know, it's their prerogative to do what they want. They can put it right. away. They can display it. They can put it in a museum. Uh, but we got to see a glimpse, so that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, we got to see it. That's cool. Like, um, there are there are a couple big collectors like in the Jaws community, and uh, I, I do like. I personally know the guy who who has the biggest collection of Jaws stuff, and I would think it would be going to him. But right. I know that he's selling off a lot of his stuff, and I doubt he's like in the market for something that's like this is going to go for a lot of money. You know, this yeah. is going to go for a lot. And I, I almost think that whoever buys this, they may not even be like a, a super diehard Jaws fan. It might just be someone who's just super into movies. Just it's going to go. To, I mean, it's going to go to someone who has a lot of money to spend on this kind of right. stuff. Right. Someone who doesn't deserve it. No, uh, like, I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, it, it, I just, I feel like the person it goes to is going to be someone who's just like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I have the money for that. I, I want, yeah. you know, it, it might not be someone who appreciates it as much, but maybe it's going to go to like a general collector. collector. Hey, it would be cool if it went to him. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Right. Put it, yeah. in his, right. Uh, put it or, right by Howard the Duck. I totally get it. I want what? Go. I'm just saying. The Yes, Have Some Podcast is here. <laughs> We wouldn't mind. We'll review it. Send it to us. We'll review it. Dude, or I at least want If one of our limits. wealthy anonymous benefactors. Yeah, wants to. Do we to... have a benefactor? I want one. I Christmas need a benefactor. Is coming. Like Pip? Oh. Alfred, get Knox a grant. There it is. <laughs> Whoa. I call this King of the Wicker People. Oh, um, you know. God, I love Batman. I really oh. do. Uh, well, cool, man. Hey, as hey. we advance in our age and our life and our stature and our professional existence, maybe we're gonna get gifts. Maybe we'll get some presents. That's why we're here. Uh, no, I mean, Jake, <laughs> you got an awesome. Jake, you have a production yeah. used Jaws barrel. Not everybody has one of those. Yeah, I do. Like, I, 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 I do wow have a pretty factor. good Jaws collection. Uh, yeah, I like to. Uh, I like to talk about it. Dude, we brag about it. That's why we're like, <laughs> we want gifts. We, we talk Jaws about the things we have. No, dude, I want to get, like, high-res images of those pictures because um, that would be cool to, like, get and make a project out of, I don't know, like a mm-hmm. decoupage coffee table or something. No, I've been that's... really into decoupage furniture ideas. Yeah. My shining um What's that word you using? It's like a gluing process. Oh, like, decoupage. decoupage. I thought you said <laughs> something. Decoupage. I, I think you said dick pics. Um, Dicks. Send me dick pics. I asked for them on the first episode. Not don't. a one. Don't. Not a, I still haven't gotten one. Do you feel left Almost out? Almost 2017. <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm happy. It's perfect. It's just what I wanted. All right. Well, cool, Jake. Thank you so much for that stress. Do you feel yeah, like thanks. you got? Do you feel a little I bit better now? Feel a little better. I feel a little better. It's good. Burden thank lifted. You. Cool. Um, Lifting burdens. Abigail. Yes. What's up? So stressed. What? Dude, guys, I'm stressed. I'm stressed because, um, like, two weeks ago, I watched the movie Yoga Hosers for the first time, yes. and I cannot stop talking about it to people who just don't care and don't know what it is and so i try to explain the plot to them or like anything about it and as i describe the plot it sounds worse and worse and they lose interest and i'm like no one's gonna talk to me about this fucking movie i watched it like two weeks ago yoga hosers kevin smith background kevin background it's part of the uh true north trilogy i've not sequel to tusk i've not seen tusk okay jake i have to put it out there since i'm like yeah no uh those two characters um, Abby are in Tusk. Uh, right. Like, you should watch Tusk. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to. Like, right yeah. after this, right after mm-hmm. the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> right after the Little Shop cartoon that I've been meaning to watch. Um, no, yeah, I totally want to watch Tusk because Yoga Hosers, like, blew my mind. Um, 
we put the movie on like right after recording our last podcast and it was like 1:30 at night I think when we started it and I sat here on the couch and watched the entire thing um like thinking over and over again like there's going to be a part that I don't like there's, there's going to be something that I hate everybody hated this movie like it was so panned by critics people called it like a like a garbage fire like it's made the worst of 2016 list on multiple websites yeah 20% on rotten tomatoes like everyone was saying that it's super self-serving and like selfish and like uh, it was just that people said that this movie was bad for like independent films because it's like i don't know putting a bad name or like somehow like souring things and it just well a little background on that is it it's so Be- okay before you go, you go before you launch the thing is <laughs> Kevin Smith, load? before you go I'm, guys i'm pent up right i like wrote a whole thing about it and, before you God. go there so Kevin yeah. Smith said, uh, we all love Kevin Smith, right? We yeah, all love we Clerks. Love, love Clerks. Yes, for sure. All that stuff. Absolutely. U.S. Universe, yeah. He's at a point in his career where he can kind of do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He can get financing to do whatever he wants. Right. It might not be the widest release in the world. I mean, he released Red State basically on his own, toured yeah, with it. which I liked. Yoga Hosers had a very limited release. Yeah. And Tusk had a limited release. And that that's just the kind of movies he wants to make now. He's making – Kevin Smith is – Improving ideas on on his uh, Hollywood Babylon uh, podcast, yeah, and he's coming up with these crazy ideas, and he's like, "I'm Kevin Why Smith. Why not do it? I've worked really fucking hard. You fucking earned it. You've earned it. I'm gonna make yoga hosers. Yeah, ready? Here it is. Go. And hey, Abigail Gardner, it's specifically for you because <laughs> it's got two 15 year old girls who have the most amazing chemistry and the most accurate representation of real, like, young tween teenage girl friendship. Like, they talk about poops and periods and they do yoga and they're cynical and they're on their phones all the time and they play awesome, like, rap metal music and they boss around Adam Brody and their band. And it's just... I didn't give a fuck about the plot because I loved the two of them on screen so much and their chemistry was, like, so unforgettable and I just latched onto it so much because... They were just speaking my language, and it was empowering for me to watch two really realistic-looking, fucking awesome, badass, strong girls who were supportive of each other, hated the rest of the world, hated the idiots that came into their customer service job. Like, I totally identify with that, and, like, the way that Kevin Smith writes from the perspective of, like, the disgruntled customer service restaurant, what a have you, like, clerk employee, like, he just gets that blue-collar world, and, like, but this movie in particular spoke that girl talk language that, like, I get, and, like, the way that they talk about Them Magazine and Hunter, who, I forget his last name, the the boy who's the Satanist, and, like, the way that they act about boys, and the way that the two girls, that Colleen's talk to their mom about going to parties, and, like, the fact that they stay and work their shift even when they want to go to a party, like, they're good people, and they're a good representation of teenage girls and like I grew up on movies like fucking um bring it on and she's all that where like girls are maniacal and like trying to backside each other and bring each other down and this movie showcased two small tiny females who are like physical powerhouses doing yoga hanging out with an older dude not giving a fuck being funny going in working their job and then kicking ass and saving the day and being fucking hilarious and that's all I want and like fuck like Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, Wonder Woman. I'm sorry, Batgirl. I really just care about the Colleen's. Like they are amazing, and I love them. And I'm super stressed because the DVD is not available. There's also apparently a comic book that I just found out about that is their origin story that came out at the Sundance Film Festival, and it's an exclusive. And I have to buy it. It's online. You gonna buy it? I gotta buy it. And there were like little plush Bratzy dolls that Kevin Smith posted about. Oh, you that are I was not waiting made yet. for you to say Bratzy. Bratzy. 
Yeah. Because so, that's part of the thing. When you explain the plot and you're like, the once you say Nazi party, sausages, <laughs> Canada, people are like, uh, no, I don't care. <laughs> three scariest things. Dude, right. And I'm just like, I can no, deal no, no, with no, no. Nazis and sausages, Wait, but not Canada. How about female vocal uh, rap metal? Like, nobody cares about that either. <laughs> and like yoga, it's just all weird. So I love this movie. Jake, what did you think? Uh, I didn't hate it. You didn't I hate did it? not hate it. I didn't hate it. Uh, it didn't it's definitely. Life, but... No, I mean, I don't like it's not my favorite Kevin Smith movie, but I thought it was fine. Like, uh, it's super weird, and I, I like the super weird Kevin Smith movies. Like, uh, um, I, you know, his movies have, have gotten so different from what they, from like Clerks and Mallrats and all that. And when Red State came out, I was like super disappointed with Red State. I, I didn't love it. Um, mm-hmm. but Tusk came out. And Tusk is so fucked up and weird and like stupid that I was like, this is amazing. I was yeah. like, I, I just, I like stuff that's just really yeah. stupid. You know, it's dumb. Like a delightful departure from like this yeah. from Westworld. We've watched and, so much Westworld, you need to fucking watch like a stupid <laughs> movie. Right? You know, like, I, I, I thought, you know, whenever I found out that uh, Yoga Hosers was like PG 13, I was like, oh, real, like a PG 13 Kevin Smith movie? What's that going to be like? What's all and, that? And dude, Dude, it's the weirdest fucking movie ever. But yeah, I like it. So like, weird. you know, I, I don't I don't I don't think like I'm as emotionally attached to it as you are. Be, you know, right. like I don't have those same experiences or whatever, but I thought it was fine. Like I don't I don't think it deserves to be like shit on as much as it is. It did have mm-hmm. like probably the worst trailer I've ever seen, like worse than the Ghostbusters trailer. Like, it just had the worst Whoa. trailer. Trailers ever. were bad. Yeah, I gotta go uh, back and watch that. But I thought the movie was fine. Like, it's whatever. Like, people, I don't know if people expect every Kevin Smith movie to just be clerks, you know? Right. And and that's why people talk so much shit about his movies at this point. But, you know, uh, whenever I went, whenever I saw Kevin Smith, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, he talked about these movies a lot. And, uh, and like just listening to him talk about these three movies and how they're basically like a personal, like he made them, he didn't make them for anybody except like himself and his daughter, you know? Dude, like, yes. Can I please say how, I'm sorry to jump on it, but that's, <laughs> no, that's what's so inspirational and awesome to me because his daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, she's like a feminist icon and she's amazing. And the fact that at her age, whatever, I, don't, I think she's like 16 or 17, maybe 18 now at this point. Okay. Cause you're right. That movie was released a little, whatever. Okay. So she's that age and she's got an amazing relationship with her dad and they're like on the red carpet at the Rogue One premiere. And I'm just looking we at We saw them at the Ghostbusters premiere. Dude, yeah, yeah, we did. Premiere, yeah. That is so uncanny and rare for like a girl that age to have a really strong connection with her dad and I admire it and I think it's special and I think he's special because he's just an awesome individual and I I just understand and support all the things that he understands and supports and I think it's really cool that he's got such a good relationship with his daughter and that he was able to use her and her best friend as his muse and then put their parents in the movie too it's just like a really cool fun family affair and it's weird as fuck and I understand that and I know there's there's like huge plot holes and weird stuff but like I just really enjoyed the ride. It was a fun distraction. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked it so much more than I was expecting. But that also happened with Red State. You know, you, I just didn't know what to expect, and I loved it. Grew up with Kevin Smith. Clerks, one of my favorites. Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, the whole thing. Love it all. One of my favorite directors, and I was really, I was pleasantly surprised. I was delighted. The cast is awesome. The uh, Like, Tony Hale's in it. And, yes. um, you know, obviously Johnny Depp's in it. And I yes. know that character was also in Tusk. And it's just yes. really silly. Yes. He he kind of yeah. plays like this French 
something or another kind Natasha of weird Leon, guy. who's from Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Right. So there's good, there's good stuff in there. Um, the girls are great. And uh, Lily Rose. So. How old is she? We're doing the countdown to 18. <laughs> we're counting oh, down. Boy. Whoa. Uh, She's cute. It's all good. We're not going to It's even, empowering. It's empowering. That's how I felt. That's how I feel. No. <laughs> I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Like, that's I right. love them. But and it's I want to hang out it's, with it's, them uh, as a friend. It's really. So what I liked about it, it was positive. Exactly. And the movie had heart. And you don't always find that because, like, that's movies can be. For. Movies can be super. Like. Jake, I think you can attest to this. Sometimes it's okay for a movie to just be silly. Sometimes it's okay yeah. for Anthony Hopkins to not get shot in the head by his own creation <laughs> at the end of everything so that you're all depressed, you know? Yeah. It's good I to think, see yeah. two girls kicking ass you know, in a convenience store and killing Bratzies, whatever the fuck they are, you know? The cool thing is, so, like, people have been shitting on this movie for so long, and now, uh, like, the response has been really positive on Twitter. Now that it's on Netflix and everybody can access it, A lot of people are, like, are digging it. People are liking it. Yeah, are that's like, the, one of the other things good. that is really heartening. Yeah. And I talked to people at work Especially who like, girls. I have no interest in seeing that. And then a uh, person I was talking to was like, hey, I watched Yoga Hosers. I loved it. So, yeah. Um, Spread the word. And it's like Gremlins meets Clueless with Nazi sauce. Like Mystery Men and like uh, Ruby and Michelle's right. High School Reunion. And he, like, uh, it's, you know, it's at the, um, when we when we went and saw him, he said that it was originally supposed to be Jason Muse was supposed to play the sausages. Okay. Okay. And um, he he put all the like makeup on, and he like freaked out and had like a I panic bet. attack, and he couldn't <laughs> deal. He couldn't deal with like the costuming part, like the makeup over, Nuh-uh, you know, because it's like it's like a full prosthetic thing. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't do it, so Kevin Smith was yeah. like, well, "I guess I got to do they it." They did that on like an episode of Comic Book Men where they like put it all on Ming Chen. It looked terrible. And oh really? <laughs> yeah, dude, he looked cool, but. Yeah, so but it's great. I'm sure it's so. I recommend it, dude. Yeah, two, go watch it. Two thumbs up. Whoever you are, whatever you're into, go see it. It's like right. just put it on Netflix. Yeah, and if you like it or don't like it or you have thoughts, let us know. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Don't sure. be a dick about it. Don't be a dick. Don't be a Nazi sausage. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was it was cool to see that. And then uh, when we saw him live, he talked to the third chapter of that trilogy, Moose Jaws. Yeah, bringing yeah. it back to Jaws. Jaws with the moose. With, yeah, with the Colleens. Yeah, with the Colleens. And also, up. so when uh, Kevin Smith, real quick, he talked about Moose Jaws, and basically it's going to kind of follow the plot of Jaws in Canada, but they're hunting a killer moose. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he was trying to cast the Quint character, and he couldn't figure out. You know, Quint's so iconic, right? Yeah. Quint mm-hmm. is Jaws. He's the quintessential. <laughs> character of that film how could you even come close to replicating that how can you get an actor to even step into those shoes yeah and then he dawned on him quint the quint character will be played by his daughter harley quint no <laughs> sorry i had to jay and silent bob oh jay and shit. Silent bob. Yep. So they're gonna be in there well you so. got it be cool. there you go it's he cool. even like, like uh he even read uh, a couple pages of like the chalkboard scene oh yeah oh was shit amazing. There, right yeah. there's a jason Dude. muse line he's like uh, what do, I'm trying to remember what the quote was. Uh, we'll find the moose for three thousand, but we'll catch it and we'll fuck it for ten. Oh, <laughs> I'll fuck anything that moves. Uh, so, oh, I'm excited yeah. About that. But yeah, I think Johnny Depp's gonna come back for that too. And if I'm not, I I, I thought I read somewhere. I don't know if this was just something somebody made up, but I I, I thought I had read they're gonna bring back uh the walrus man from Tusk. Yeah, that uh, sounds to right. fight the moose or something like that. Dude, like, 
final showdown or something. And then obviously it. Clerks Three is still going to happen, and they're trying to pitch a Mallrats TV yeah, show yeah. where Harley Quinn Smith's going to play uh, Brody's daughter. Oh god! Oh wow! Yeah. There you go, girl. Um, I want to see what she does with her makeup. Yeah, me too. I just love her. I'm uh, so into her Instagram. You like I followed her? Lily Rose Depp on Instagram, but then I found out that it was a fan account, and I felt like an idiot, and I unfollowed it. Oh no! Oh, yeah. She Fuck has a real account. Not right? that I know, but she's got a real account. I, oh, um, not that you have been looking at so, it. Like, oh, I, countdown. Respect. respect. Um, Super respect. I wanted to talk about my stress now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Craig. Yeah. What are you stressed? Here's the thing. You guys ready for this? Jake, you're stressed. Yeah. You, you talked about Jaws, something you're very passionate about, something that uh-huh. deeply affects you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Abigail, you did the same thing. Yoga hosers. Yoga hosers. Sorry you... about that. <laughs> Sorry about Sorry that. that. Um, I wanted to talk about something that was really close to my heart, something I've it's been on my mind for the last week, and it kind of lends itself to the uh, larger conversation that we're going to be having uh, this evening. Big picture. Um, big picture. I may have been unfaithful. Whoa. Whose yeah. bed have your boots been under? Well, <laughs> I, uh, I love, I love my girl Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Love her. <laughs> hot toys lover. Oh, I hot toys lover. <laughs> if to hot toys, love someone is to love someone so much that the you're willing. Highest level. If you're willing to pay two hundred dollars for an action figure likeness of for them. a little piece of them. Uh, that's hot toys. <laughs> that love. you can change their clothes. Yeah. That's how much you love them. See what's under there. See what's going on. Uh, I hot toys love accurate. Daisy Ridley. She's been my girl for almost a year now. Is when I met her originally. Oh, okay. Out in the deserts of Jakku. Oh. That dump. Oh, that dump of a place she lived. Um, She's looking for rations. I Portions? may have <laughs> jumped the Daisy Ridley ship, and I am firmly on board. The How? Fel- the Fel- How firm? I am firmly on board. <laughs> the uh, Felicity Jones ship. Ooh, yeah. And... I, I don't know what's come over me, but Lord have mercy. You rebel. I rebel. She doesn't say it. <laughs> We're going to talk movie. about that. Um, <laughs> I, I All joking aside, I and we can lead this right into the Rogue One discussion. I right. loved Felicity Jones in this movie. I think she's a badass. I thought she was tough. I thought she didn't pull any punches. And she was a leader, but also like she was pretty rogue. Whoa. Like how pretty rouge? Uh, she's pretty rouge, as everybody else says. <laughs> Everyone's been saying. And, uh, been typing. And, and this is actually nothing against Daisy Ridley. People have been, at, people have been drawing the comparison because you have two brunette British actresses playing the the newest two leads of Star Wars. Dang These characters are very different. They come from different places in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Daisy Ridley is a little bit more chipper and a little bit more... Uh, I bypassed the compressor. There you go. And uh, Felicity Jones is more like... She maybe she works at the mall. <laughs> she <laughs> cigarettes behind the mall. Yeah, maybe she like goes to Hot Topic. She's got and, the hood up. Like I feel like if she lived on Earth at some point, she was wearing like those mesh sleeves with the thumb cut. You talking fingerless gloves? Yes, that's She's what I'm talking. Got to play. Yeah, she plays something. Uh, she was awesome. She was great in this movie. And uh, but yeah, let's just talk about Rogue One. Let's just get there because I, yeah. I really we I'm there. This was a major release. We all love Star Wars. It's a big part of our we lives. We all had a release. And we all had a release. So why don't we start off? I like to – let's do it roundtable style. How do you guys want to do it? Like one to ten scale? 
I know we all liked it. I have a, I have a hard time doing those scale things. Like I I don't, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know do? This is what we'll do. Let's give uh, some overall impressions first, and then we'll uh, maybe dig a little deeper. I can okay. even start. Um, I really liked Rogue One. I really really enjoyed it. I was worried and hesitant, um, just in general about like a. Uh, a standalone Star Wars movie that's not part of the main saga because I'm so in, we're all invested into that main storyline. We all wanted to know what's going to happen with Rey and uh, Kylo Ren and where does Luke Skywalker fit into it and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it was exciting to get new Star Wars, but knowing that the plot was going to take place before A New Hope and it was about the uh, stealing the plans to the Death Star, you kind of have that feeling like, well, we already kind of know what happens. I just hope that it's an entertaining movie, but it was more than entertaining to me. It was uh, a different kind of star Wars movie. It was very much, uh, the action. You, you felt like you were right in the middle of it. Uh, there was these war scenes that were really kind of reminiscent of like things that are happening in our world right now. Uh, the scene that really got to me is when, um, the extremists are attacking and they're looking for Saw Gerrera and, uh, the, the bombs are going off and the explosions and stormtroopers and you see the little girl like screaming in the middle of the road. Dude, right. It's like a National Geographic Yeah, and Jin Erso like, say, like it was awesome. And, and that was just one scene that I really enjoyed. But overall, I really liked the movie. I thought Ben Mendelsohn was great. Maybe a little underdeveloped. Um, I think if the one, this isn't a complaint, but one thing you will say about this movie is that there's a lot of characters and they get the band together and then obviously, spoiler alert, they all die. Well, you knew they were... Well, you didn't. Kind of, okay. You kind of thought. Right. Uh, Gareth Edwards, uh, the director, in an interview today... Um, because we... of the timeline, you just figure you're not going to probably see their faces again. Like, right. Well, there was a lot of people it. going into it. There was all these weird theories of, like, uh, is Jyn Erso Ray's mother and all this all this weird stuff. People wanted to connect things so so badly. But really, it's just a story of this of, of the rebellion and this small group who kind of went rogue. How they rebelled. And how they rebelled and what they did and how they, uh, you know, saved, say, or they, they won the first major battle against the Empire. It's right. the scroll from A New Hope. It's episode zero, it's right? A, yeah. No. Is it now? It's you call episode it? 3.5. 3.5. There you go. Episode zero is the Immaculate Conception of Anakin. I don't Anakin. like numbers. <laughs> Hey, I would watch episode zero as long as we don't have Hayden Christensen or Jake Lloyd in it. Um, It won't be Jake Lloyd. (laughs) It will not. Um, So we could talk about some of the more controversial stuff, but uh, Jake, why don't you take it? What did you think? I, um, I've been, I think I'd been more excited about this movie from the beginning, just because that it is all new characters. That's one thing that has been super excited to me. Like, hey, let's see some, you know, new people who aren't related to each other. And uh, from the first trailer, the one thing about this movie is that, like you said, it it looks like a war movie. You know, not just it doesn't look just like a Star Wars movie. It this looks like a real war film, and right. and it and it does. Right. Uh, and that's my favorite thing about it is like just it's got a bit of a different tone. Um, and there, I had a couple issues with the movie. Um, and I don't know if we want to get into those yet. If we're just doing first impressions, first impressions, I think I, I really think that I love it a lot. Uh, yeah. I think the good outweighs um, 
the the two small issues that I that I had with the movie. Couple tiny things. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, no, I agree with you guys. Literally, like, I echo everything you're saying. I thought it was a gritty, jarring, like, bore documentary-style movie. Like, it it felt not depressing because there were moments of hope, and they talk about hope so much because it's the build-up to A New Hope. Um, so you got that theme through it. Um, I loved the look of it, the feel of it. I loved, like, stormtroopers on the beach. I thought that looked mm-hmm. – just I loved so many things about it. Um, I don't love war movies, but I do have, like, a strong connection to them because my dad watched a shit ton of them growing up. So it reminded me of The Dirty Dozen, um, and kind of that, like, ragtag group of scallywags that get together to, like, pull off something that can't be done, but, you know, just because they are the way they are, they can do it, and they're kind of cynical. And, um, I'll throw it out there. I loved, is it K2SO? That's the robot? I loved him as a droid. I thought his, like kind of like downer personality like marvin like uh the paranoid android from um douglas adams like hitchhiker's guide that kind of reminded me of him marvin loved him yeah dude i just i liked a lot of things this movie this movie had me crying at all the points i wanted to cry it had me throwing my hands up in the air um and like you know grabbing craig and like i i I didn't take any bathroom breaks so that's a great movie for me (laughs) is that gross i loved it i really liked it a lot i'd probably give it a solid a is what i'm gonna say i'd give it like one heart face emoji cool two thumbs up uh (laughs) i uh i really really liked the movie and one of my favorite things um about Star Wars movies is the uh, chance to explore uh, new planets, new terrains. Obviously, so A New Hope is Tatooine. It's all desert planet. And then, obviously, it goes on from there. You have Hoth mm-hmm. and, uh, and then Return of the Jedi. is very, very green. It's very green. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, Switch the, up the scenery. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Scarif. That was the name of the... Um, Scarif or Scarif? I think it's Scarif. Scarif. The, uh, good. Yeah, it's the scary. planet where... Um, the imperial uh, military, basically, the empire has has set up shop. Right, this is where they've got. Uh, I don't know, like the world's biggest compact presario with all their files. Dude, which, yes, <laughs> really yeah. Um, and it's awesome. Like yes. these scenes of stormtroopers on the beach, and uh, what the shore troopers, which were the uh, the kind of dirty brown pants. Yeah, they God, had, I love their like cargo the tan pants. Brown, yeah, uh, it's like your starter suit. It's great. Like yeah. I love. That stuff. We saw a lot of that in the previous. It felt like vintage war era, like costuming and it stuff, did. and it obviously did. lived in universe like they always do. And there's been a lot of talk about the third act. The third act of this movie is incredible. The 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 star destroyers running into each other or being forced into each other, um, and then just the the X wing pilots and they reuse some unused footage from A New Hope. Yeah, and we're able tight. to put it back into this film. A lot of interesting footage in this film. A lot of footage in this film. Um, Jake, you mentioned a couple of things. That you found controversial? What uh, you want to go into? Yeah, sure. Low, so low here, here's something that you know doesn't really hurt the film, but God, it was weird not having an opening crawl. Yeah, like it yeah. almost in the way that edit happened, like it uh, it was you know a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Then it cut immediately to like, like a weird sound clip, and then you know the the usual like space pan so it felt like there was a crawl and that they cut it out so that was a little weird but i i can't really complain about that um so the two things that i I, the two biggest issues i had with the movie is like so there's a there there is a big crew there's a lot of new people in this movie and a lot of faces 
Yeah. And I, I am really glad that like a mainstream Star Wars movie decided to kill off every single character. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But what I didn't like is that every one of those deaths was treated as if we've known these people for, you know, it was, they were treated as if like we were watching Han Solo die. Right. They were, they got very long, sad death scenes. And I think in a war situation and in a movie like this, it would have been more impactful if like some of those deaths were quick and like ruthless and we weren't given time to like mourn these people and uh when it when it's one film like when we got han solo for you know four movies uh it's really easy to to care about that death and to be sad and and you know watch that scene but when it's one movie and you gotta watch like seven different characters die like that it kind of got a little boring to me i was like oh cool another like you know, we're going to take another 45 seconds on this death scene. Like, I'm ready to just watch Darth Vader at this point. Like, yeah, I, it I felt rewarding at that point, I don't, right, to see that many yeah, deaths. I don't think all of those deaths should have got the kind of time they got. They should have been, I like, you know, a couple of the people, they should have been like, oh, fuck, he just got killed. And we don't even like we don't even have time to think about it because there's such a big it thing. Quick, going raise on. The it should have yeah, it should have yeah. been like, oh, God, what we can't we, we don't have time to worry about it. He's dead. He's dead. We got to move on. Like, I feel like it should have been more like that and then saved the 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 big, you know, death scene just for Jen. Like, let her get, you know, the the big, sad. Right. She's going to die thing. Um, From here to eternity, like, it's yeah. huge and, like, sprawling. I love that scene, so I think getting that and getting her backstory and her relationship with her dad kind of made up for some of that. But I do think that the movie dragged a little bit and lagged, probably due to some of the stuff yeah. that you were saying with no, that, like, like it, extension. Like, milk it, right. you know? It worked, hey, it worked show with it Jen respect. because, like, she's the, it worked with Jen because she you got more of her story. Like, you don't get, like, everyone else were just like, oh, he's a, he's a, he was a, he deflected, you know, right. I don't know anything else about him. Let's spend a minute on his death. You know, like right. everybody yeah. else, you don't get that much backstory for. So it's like, we don't, we don't right. need it. I think, um, if I mean, if I'm going to be really nitpicky, I mean, there, there's a good amount of characters in this movie and they tried to give them all kind of equally interesting, uh, story arcs. And that's really hard to do. I mean, it's really hard. You see, look at suicide squad. Right? You've got seven yeah. or eight characters. Like, oh, wait, time out. Hold on. This movie is a million times better than Suicide Squad. Hey, and at least this movie didn't Absolutely. do, like, a cool, like, uh, modern music intro of each character with all their no, stats. No, because if you're going <laughs> to do a movie where everyone's going to die, there has to be some joy in it. Like, right. there has to be some humor and some levity. And there are those moments in this movie. But ultimately, yeah, you know everyone's – it's like a snuff film. Like, everyone's going to go. It's – but it's a war film, so they have to, or else right. it's not a real... Right. Well, apparently film. there was an early script where they didn't die, or not everybody died, and... Uh, Ergo the reshoots? No. That's what I was thinking. Um, there's a lot of talk about the reshoots. There's a lot of stuff going on about there about what was redone and the third act and everything, but the fact is, right now, nobody really knows. It's all, like, speculative. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of shots that were in the trailers that were not in the final film, including the really famous shot of the TIE Fighter... At the edge of the, 
Right, which is like, isn't there a poster? Was it? A, yeah, well, it's so not think, a Mondo, but it's no. Bottleneck Gallery released a print based on that scene of the Tie Fighter at the edge of the platform, and uh, it's not even in the movie. Just like the this is a rebellion. I rebel. That's not in the right. movie. Right, and Gareth Edwards talked about that, and he was like, "Well, we had a lot of stuff. As you know, when you film a movie, there's a lot, and the marketing department just uses whatever they want. Yeah, even if it's not in the movie, they're like, we don't care. It looks cool. We're putting it in the trailer. So." That's just kind of something that happens. But apparently there was an early draft of the script where some of them survived and they didn't feel good about it, but they didn't think Disney was going to allow them to kill everybody. And apparently Kathleen Kennedy was you like, you can't just go around killing people. That's what she said. No, Kathleen Kennedy was like, no, you have to kill these people. So, yeah. um, murderer. I, I loved Felicity Jones. I think she is, is right up there with all the star Wars heroes and heroines. Yeah. Uh, Diego Luna, was great. I'm not that familiar with his work. Was he in, like, shock a lot or something? He was we in should, something. We should click on we it. We should click on it. But he, he was awesome. Click. And, like, what I loved is, like, obviously they had, like, some sort of romance that was, was – uh, that would have happened if they would have lived. But they didn't, like – No, milk. He was in milk. They didn't uh, They didn't dwell on it. It was a kind of – dairy. It was implied, right? Mm-hmm. So I really liked that because Star Wars sometimes falls back on the whole the, – the romance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the family. there wasn't time for that in this movie. They knew they had a mission. I liked that. They Distinctive. Knew... Me yeah, too. I right. like that yeah. part right. about it. They had a mission. They had to get this done. They went against the grain. The girls are tough in the Star Wars universe now. They pick themselves up and they pick the dude up too. Like, And I like that. That's that's very awesome. She kicked a lot of ass in this movie too. Yeah. There were there was one point where she gets unleashed like in kind of the first uh, portion of the movie where it's just it's awesome and then her saving that little girl in like the alleyway with all the explosions and like chaos going on like you get a lot of her character there and because that was so good i can kind of overlook i guess the other characters who had that like force injected like backstory just to kill them off kind of deal uh but yeah so overall i mean i liked it there i really don't think i had any big nitpicks um I mean, sometimes there's exposition and, like, the, the plot has to get explained out to you, but that's, like, a Star Wars movie, any Star Wars movie. Like, there's there's a mission to get stuff. And, like, I'm not – Star Wars isn't my go-to, my number one. I do really love the universe. I love all the little alien guys, and, like, I loved how there was a lot of practical effects in this movie. I know Ryan Dole is going to get on my case for talking about the practical effects right now. Um, uh, but I loved them, and I just loved a lot about this movie. I loved the aesthetic, the look, and I kind of well, love the action figures. It now. felt like Star Wars and yeah. uh, Jedha, the moon. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, like the you see the fallen uh, statues of the. Je- I mean, there. What some people are complaining that there's not a lot of Jedi in the movie or any Jedi, uh, but the force. That's fine. The like, force we got is still six right. movies of that. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, that there's no lightsaber action, but, like, oh, I like... Oh, there's there, a little bit. Okay, there is. We're about to get there. But I liked all, all like, the artillery and, like, the heavy, like, it felt like war. Exactly. Guns. I'm, no, I'm glad there's not a whole lot of that Jedi stuff. Like, that's... We got... We literally have seven movies of Jedi. You know, like, hey, let's do something a little different. Yeah, we good. Right. I mean, if you look at the Rebellion, the you know, the, these guys are, like... They're they're scrappy. They're not necessarily even great people, but they're fighting for what they believe in. And this is the beginning of a galactic civil war. I probably would have liked to have seen Jyn Erso being a, like a not good person at some point. Maybe. Well, she did she like pilfer a gun at one point because that was a so, little plot bit that I didn't quite like. Jyn Erso, listen. There's some backstory there that they could explore. In I want to see her being bad. It came out. Felicity Jones is signed on for another movie, so. Who's to say that we won't get another movie with her? This movie's making a ton of money. So you just never mm. know what they could they, 
the Star Wars universe, they can do anything they want. Um, but, I mean, obviously she spent a lot of time in uh, Imperial jails and things like that. And, so uh, she did some shit. I just, she did I'm some just shit. curious because I like her. Uh, ben yeah. Mendelsohn, uh, our, kind of our main uh, villain, uh, played... Uh, oh, his name's escaping me. Uh, uh, Fen- en- Fen- Krennic. 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 Orson Krennic. Yes, Krennic. Uh, Krennic. He was kind of a different kind of Star Wars villain. Uh, I really... Ben Mendelsohn's a great actor. He's in that show Bloodline on Netflix. Um, I really liked the dynamic between him and Jyn Erso, and I th- mm-hmm. I loved his wardrobe. was really Dude, cool. His cape, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I guess now's probably a good time to talk about one of the more controversial parts. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, am... Uh, I didn't know it wasn't a guy because I didn't know that the actor <laughs> had passed away uh, because, like I said, Star Wars isn't, like, the thing that I know everything about. Um, I do love it. But, yeah, I watched him on screen, the CGI version of him, and, like, I totally bought it. Uh, but then after seeing the movie, everyone was kind of, like, complaining and a little upset. And I guess they're – if you go into – if you're watching a CGI, like, a fake version of a human being, does your can your brain accept it and can you enjoy it if you know that he's literally not alive? Like, is there no. something within your brain that's like, no, you can't do that? Well, yeah. he died in 1994, which is crazy. So I'm, get, I'm just catching um, up. But uh, what, what's Uncanny Valley? That's what everyone's been talking about this week. That's Uncanny what it is, Valley. yeah. That's, that's the um, thing. Okay. That, at, a, at a certain point, I thought it looked great. Like, obviously, because you know it's not real. I thought it was the best that they could do with the technology available right now. And I think he's kind of a necessary part. If you're going to tell this story that takes place just before a new hope, I don't think you can do it without grandma. He's an anchor. Right. Right. You can't Um, here. Okay. So my, my second big issue with the movie, it it's I'm going to get into it in a second. It's related, but it's not quite Tarkin. Uh, When I first, okay. When Tarkin first shows up, that was a scene. That was a moment where I was like, I didn't know he was going to be in the movie at all. Um, and I mean, you know, you think maybe they'll try to do something, but I didn't. I know it was floating around online that he was going to be in there. I didn't know. So it was a scene like, you know, he's he's not even he's like looking out the window, and right. you kind of see a reflection. And I like, I was like, oh fuck, this. I was like, this is cool. They put fucking Tarkin in this. I thought it was cool. And at first, I thought the CG looked really good. Um. That whole first scene with him, I was like, that that looks great. It's you know, it's the best they can do. Yeah, it looks fine. But my issue was when you keep using that character. He's in it a lot. Uh, yeah, Tarkin's in right. this movie a lot, and the more and more like everyone except for Abby. Yeah, everyone knew. Dude, that, everyone in the know, whole world except that for was, Abby. That was CGI, and when you know that. When you keep using that character, it's harder and harder to focus on what he's saying. And I start to just focus on, oh, maybe they should have kept him in the shadows. Like It's like the more I look at it, the more you start to pick out what's wrong with it. Um, like a butterface. <laughs> the close, yeah. The Dude, closer you get to it, the, the closer you the worse get. it starts to look. And Is that like anti But that <laughs> that being that said, out? Abby, you're fine. You're fine. I'm fine. I love yoga Sorry. hosers. You're fine. Yeah, yoga. <laughs> That's hosers. fine. So, but Tarkin wasn't my my big issue. Like I, I did start to think after a while, like oh maybe maybe we're seeing a little too much of the CGI thing. Yeah. But I still think he looked good. Uh, here's what I thought looked awful. 
Princess Leia is in this movie. Yeah. And I thought she looked scary. I thought it looked so bad. And I think they... I think they know it looked like they knew it looked bad because they only keep her on screen for like two seconds, but it looked super bad to me. And I think it was a bad idea to, for that weird monstrosity of a face to be the last thing you see. That was my biggest issue with it. I think they could have put Leia. I think they could have put Leia Sorry, in Carrie it. Fisher. I think they could have not. And that's not Carrie Fisher because yeah, that know, wasn't Carrie not- Fisher. That was Sorry, like a fucking Fisher's robot ghost. <laughs> whoever, whoever, like I don't know. The, it didn't look good it, to me. It didn't look good. I think that was a bad choice. I think they could have kept Leia in the movie and just maybe showed her from behind and not showed her face because it just looked, it looked weird. Is it yeah, just me? Show her from behind. Yeah, just show, yeah that's uh, all I need. Sometimes. So, a couple of thoughts on that. The first thing I was going to say was I was getting really stressed as the movie was ending because. I always kind of had it in my head and I'd kind of heard that like this movie ends right as like a new hope is about to begin. So I was getting very uh, jittery about, okay, what's, what are we going to see? Um, I kind of thought that maybe they were going to do the kind of thing like where we would actually see the beginning of a new hope, but maybe from like another character's perspective Um, or like it would be something on the ship and we see like R2 and C3PO go by something like that. Um, Somebody online, it's probably taken down by now. Somebody edited the end of Rogue One into the beginning of A New Hope, and it was online today. Oh, um, oh wow. So it's like the last six or seven minutes into the first three or four. Um, oh. It was a, it was a, I mean, it was whatever. But seeing Leia on like a smaller screen, it did not look nearly as, it looked pretty good. Like, I have a feeling when watching this movie at home is going to, like, listen, when you're on a whatever, 80 foot theater it's screen. It's hard to look good, girl. It's, well, I mean, yeah. it's, it, I, I think, I but, but I do see what you're saying. It is yeah. kind of a weird choice to end the movie basically with a CGI character of somebody we've seen for so long. Yeah. Um, I just, ugh, I don't know, man. Like I, I get what you're saying about it. Probably looks better on a small screen, but like everybody in the world's first impression of this movie is on a, in a movie theater. Like, <laughs> Hey, I'll put I, it this I, way. I've been trying like, to find a picture of it. I've been trying to like find a like maybe someone took a you know filmed it. Or, I've been trying. I want to see that image again right. and see and if it. That, like, that I need reaction. to look at it and see if it's as bad as I. I just God, I thought it was so weird. It just left such this. a. It makes mm. you feel a little weird in your tummy. I'll say this: Episode two was on the other night. Uh, we watched the end of Attack of the Clones, like the last thirty minutes. And that makes it feel so weird. Carrie Fisher at the end of Rogue One looks a lot better than whatever the fuck that is. Dude, those scenes, like the scene when they're in the, uh, when they're in like the Coliseum with all the Jedi battling, battling the uh, Roger Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Like it is downright fucking awful. Yeah. Like the dialogue's bad. The, like, so that movie was made in 2002. I'm going to say it right now. The special effects in Jurassic Park, Independence Day, Titanic, and Armageddon are all better than whatever the fuck the end of Dude. Attack of the Clones is. Yeah, Natalie yeah. Portman's white low-rise pants and, like, cut-off top for no fucking reason. Like, any girl would ever wear that to do battle. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'd be like, no, there's something on my pants. I need to get it off. And I can see it because they're white and they're stupid. And I fucking hate them. Um, 
<sighs> but anyways, that's that's a whole other story. Sorry, people. Uh, that's for our Attack of the Clones episode. That's for our Attack on Attack of the Clones. The Attack on Attack of the Clones. Uh, but overall, though, I thought the effects in this movie were were really good. All of the all of the battle scenes looked amazing. It's really hard when you're doing because I think they kind of felt forced to like, hey, we're doing this. It takes place during the time of the original trilogy. We got to include some familiar faces. Obviously, Darth Vader's in this movie. We could talk about that. With Darth Vader, you know, he's wearing a mask, and James Earl Jones can do the voice, and it's it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit harder with with the human characters, and yeah. I think, you know, they're going to be doing the Han Solo movie coming up, and I'm excited. I'm excited as much as it's hard to kind of picture somebody that's not Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. I don't think I'd want like CGI. Uh, young Harrison Ford for an entire movie, Mm-mm. unless yeah. it was as much like as I love him. Unless yeah. it was like a digital, like a like a a digital. Maybe that's what they should have done, like a CGI movie. Hmm. Just a whole cartoon. The prequels. No. You guys yeah. are talking about the prequels. Uh, oh, right. right. We, they already did that. Right. It's called Phantom Menace. Um, uh. Okay, so Darth Vader, the big bad. I liked his salt bath. Whatever oh, that, that was, great? like that bath chamber, that shit was cool. I loved I seeing like, that, yeah, and the Imperial yeah. Guards, and it was just cool seeing, yeah. like, Vader's whole, like, castle that he lives in on what looks like to be the planet where he burned alive. Uh, Mustafa. Lava planet or whatever Yeah, Mustafa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mustafa. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I just, I was saying Mustafa. Um, the, Mustafa. uh, Mustafa. Um, Mustafa. yeah. Uh-huh. That was fucking awesome. It made me want to see a Darth Vader movie. Dude, yeah. Like, Dude, he does that shit like Groot with like all the uh, whatever was sticks his arm. It's not the same, but it reminds me of that scene at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy where he just kills a fuck ton of people. It's awesome. <laughs> well, it, like, remind, it, it reminded me a lot of. Um, have, it reminded me a lot of. Have you guys, either one of you, seen um, Old Boy? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Have you seen that? Um, well, there's a there's like a a lot. There's a famous scene in that movie where one man takes on uh, like a whole gang of people one man. in like in like this small hallway, and yeah. I was like thinking about that the entire time. <laughs> Whatever Darth Vader was fucking those guys up. That's great. He comes in. Uh, well, he's he's only in the the movie for what one or two scenes. Yeah, he's and they show him uh, his. Did, didn't people complain that he's like too badass? I've heard that complaint. I've seen well, everything. Those, hey, those people are dumb. Yeah, that's dude. Hey, to this day, I still kind of maintain that one of the only re- like I I hundred percent believe that the reason we even have Rogue One was because people in charge were like, hey, we kind of need to figure out a way to make Darth Vader badass again. Yeah. And their way of doing Make that was like, again. well, do it and do another prequel. Just, you know, this was uh, it. I, this was their way of making Darth Vader awesome. don't fuck it up, it. right. I honestly think that they could, they there could be a Darth Vader trilogy of movies that take place sometime after, after episode three. Where there, Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, yeah. there's just so much you can do because like. It's just such a fascinating character to people and he's totally iconic and people would and, do that shit up i for one yeah, would so there's literally like 20 years in between like the end of uh you know revenge of the sith and a new hope you know right. like it's 20 years like what has darth vader been doing for 20 i love years? that like he, he he's almost burned alive in the lava and he's like i think i'll just live here oh yeah i'll stay. get okay. 
<laughs> uh, I'm gonna build a house here. Yeah, because, <laughs> because it's pretty cheap. Because there's really yeah. not like a lot of people around. Yeah, there's no one around to bother you. It's pretty rural. You gotta get your groceries airdropped, but it's no big um, deal. So yeah, I think I think having Darth Vader in the movie was great. His interaction with Krennic, that scene uh, where he forced chokes he him, choked on his words yeah, or whatever. It, that it, it was, was cool. They did a good job. Like the. The one thing is, like, you can feel the love. You know Gareth Edwards grew up a Star Wars fan, just like Mm -hmm. you know J.J. Abrams grew up a Star Wars fan. My request to Hollywood is when you are rebooting, revisiting, sequelizing a property, do not let the original creators be the driving force. Because I'm telling you right now, if in 1999, 2000, 2002, when the prequels were coming out, if there was a young up and coming director who wanted to tackle those things and not George Lucas, we'd have three really great prequels. I think because something happens, you got to have somebody who's passionate about the material. Yeah. The fans, the people, right? So like, so look at dumb and dumber Two. Don't let, don't look at it. Don't, don't look at it, but don't (laughs) let the Fairley brothers. they're, They're not the, those are the originators. Let somebody who grew up with dumb and dumber and knows what, People know how to make a movie, but like when you're a fan of something, you know why it means something to you or why it means something to your friends. J.J. Abrams, you know, people complain about The Force Awakens being too fan servicey and too, you know, nostalgia driven. All I can say is J.J. Abrams hit every note that I needed. Like he was. Oh, he delicately, he made love to the fan base. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, he and, carefully. And as a fan, that's what you want or that's what you should want. If you don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's going on. But what I'm trying to say is I'm really fucking glad George Lucas isn't making this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for Gareth Edwards. I'm really excited that there are is talented, passionate filmmakers that are in charge of making these movies. That's why I'm not really that worried about the Han Solo movie because um, Lord and Miller have a great track record. The Lego movie's awesome. 21 Jump Street's yes. awesome. And Last Man on Earth. Who's playing Lando? Cover, uh, uh, Donald Glover is going to play yeah, Lando, like him. and it's being written by Lauren Ka- Lawrence Caston, who like well, maybe I'm uh, negating my thing because uh, Those he, are original he wrote creators. yeah he he wrote Empire yeah but he worked on the Force Awakens <laughs> too with JJ Abrams yeah. they took long walks together and wrote the whole thing so, so there fuck you go. it it's going to be great um, so yeah I, I I really I really liked Rogue One it, it's not perfect but I think that's okay because. These movies are never going to be exactly what you want because you've kind of thought about them for so long. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's even like – the fact that I can sit through a Star Wars movie in 2016 and say that was an enjoyable experience ride, right. is good enough for me. Yes. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, what about some of these other characters? What did you guys think of Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera? I thought he was cool, it. man. I thought I thought he was going to stick around a little longer and I thought, I thought that character – like just from the first trailer, I thought he was going to be more – of the um like i thought he was gonna be more of the guy who's like hey we gotta go do this you know and mm-hmm. stick around longer and kind of be the driving force but you know he didn't he didn't have a whole lot of time but i yeah. liked him too and apparently that character is uh that character is in the clone wars cartoon i haven't yeah. watched much of it but no. I've, I've read that which is uh, awesome yeah, that they're, that they're yeah. pulling that stuff in yeah yeah and I, i'm not gonna claim to be i'm not that familiar with the Star Wars animated series, uh, but apparently this movie had a lot of uh, Easter, Easter eggs. eggs and references to Star Wars Rebels. Chopper, uh, one of the uh, Chopper, the droid, and uh, Ghost, the, droid, the ship. Yeah. Like so, 
just the fact that they're incorporating the canon of the animated series into these movies is just it's just awesome. It's well thought out and it's really it's like the best kind of fan service. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's bad fan that, service. Right, there right. is bad fan service. Some some would argue that rebooting a franchise and stripping away a lot of the stuff that you loved about it, but saying, hey, but Slimer's in it. That Someone say that that's bad fan service. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, they might be right. But, um, you know. but in, in all seriousness, uh, it is. Um, so uh, moving on with the, yeah, I thought Forrest Whitaker was pretty cool. Yeah, I loved his breathing apparatus. I liked that he was almost like the good version of Darth Vader because he was super robotic and like he had his own like group of people following him and stuff. I wish he had made it longer. I would have liked to have seen him team up with the blind warrior who's played by Donnie Yen, I believe. And uh, I liked him and his like Chirrut. constant. Chirrut. What's it? I it, think it's the sure. names are so hard to say in this movie, and they're very hard to remember. Let's just admit it. Like, let's say this right it now. It stresses me out. I feel like the 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 cat, they were all gonna like. I like listen. They're all gonna bite it anyway. So people were saying, well, the reason why you can't remember anybody's names is because it's not good storytelling. No, that's not the reason. Because the first movie it was Luke Skywalker. Han Solo. These are names that are, these are like more like Star Wars types names. Yeah. And they're hard to fucking remember after one viewing. But I liked right. the people and that's the point. Right. I liked that guy. I liked, he was very like, I don't know, he was something out of the Matrix. I loved his martial, art, martial arts skills. I loved his friend whose name I don't remember, but I liked their dynamic and I liked Baze. his. Yeah, and I liked his whole I'm one with the force and what I don't remember the line. The force is with me and I'm one with the force, whatever he repeated over and right, over. Right, he used the force. I fucking cried as soon it's as It's like he, spiritual guidance. Right, when that callback came in. I really liked them. I had no fucking problem. And with he it. might have the best line in the movie when they put the the paperback or the the mask over his face. Yeah. He's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm blind." It was like very funny. <laughs> it was very very um, funny. I like that guy. I like that guy a lot and I I really liked how uh he was super in like that character was so cool because he's super into the force, uh, but he's not a Jedi. But it's like he can do all these things where like it's like all of us watching are like, oh, wait, this guy totally like is a Jedi. Just never was trained for it. You know, he right. never got in like he Unrealized. obviously he like obviously had the force just wasn't ever. He never got into the Academy. Like that's what I get from it. Like watching him. He just didn't get in. He wasn't old enough. He couldn't get well, in. You know academy. the problem was? He got in, but he uh, couldn't find the mailbox when the letter came. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking he was too bad for the system like Maverick and Top Gun there, to bring it back home. Back home to the to ice. The Top Gun. Um, but yeah, he he was great. And uh, then the other character who I really liked, which was the um, uh, Bodhi, who was like the Imperial Bodhi pilot, Safa. who kind of uh, jumped ship. Uh, right. And he's kind of like their 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 point of uh, point of contact on the ground. So he does machines. Yeah, when Donatello. Jin, yeah, when Jin the Holtzman. When Jin and uh, uh, Cassian are like climbing that tower and attempting to get the file and doing all their Mission Impossible stuff, they're like communicating with him. Dude, so and he's cool. like stuck. So remember the part where like uh, he's like in the ship and. They like distract the stormtroopers and redirect them, and like a hundred stormtroopers just like yes. casually jog by. Yes, it's yes. so dude. Funny. I thought the stormtrooper presence was better and like really likable in this movie. Like I felt like they had more lines and felt like real people more so than like in mm-hmm. other Star Wars films. So I really liked that. Yeah, isn't there a part? There's a part where they come up across like two stormtroopers and they're like, "Yeah, did you hear the T-15s got discontinued?" Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just stuff like that. Very like cool. those little touches are are. 
felt like an old war movie. It was like, good. Just good dialogue and, like, good. I don't know. I um, liked it. And uh, obviously we got the R2 and C3 Now I like war movies. Little cameo. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I like that. I did like I that. I like that. Um, and then uh, Jimmy Smith's Bail Organa. Whoa. The prequels yeah. are canon. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, That's they... nice that they were like, hey. Well, you know, know I wonder if, like, uh, I, I like seeing him. And I guess, yeah, that does kind of confirm that the, the prequels are canon. <laughs> But man, prequels don't you like real. in the back of your head still hope that maybe they come out and they're like, hey guys, prequels aren't canon. We're going to keep Just these actors as those characters. Prequels aren't right. canon. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I just, I don't, they probably won't. Let's just face it. They probably won't. But yeah. the, the, we'll um, because we'll I think see. when you think of actors that were in the prequels that could show up in future Star Wars movies. I think Ewan McGregor is almost a shoe in Like, eventually we're going to get an Obi-Wan, at least an appearance. Wasn't he just announcing something? Uh, well, Ewan McGregor is going to be in the third season of Fargo. Oh, I'm excited about that. Um, Ooh. But Ooh. I think as he gets a little bit older, maybe in the next, you know, five to eight years, we could see that. We could see where, what was going on with Obi-Wan in between uh, episode three and four. And I think, I think a lot uh, of people would rather see, like, I'd rather see Obi-Wan than the Han Solo film. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he'd be great, man. Just like, even just like you said, like he, he's going to look like Alec Guinness when he gets old. Yeah. He can play, yeah. he can well, literally play Obi-Wan forever. The reason why I think we're going to see it is because recently I've basically, I am 100% convinced that Ray is, um, Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. And I think, I don't think we know necessarily who her parents are. The only thing I was thinking, and maybe you guys can chime in on this, because it's a little convoluted if you make it the granddaughter, but mm-hmm. the, the timeline doesn't necessarily match up for her to possibly be his daughter, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But what if But at some point – uh, oh, the flarp's back. Flarp's back. What if, what if, what if, what if, sometime in between episode three and four, as the, the fear of the, the Jedi species or the, the Jedi bloodlines dying out, Obi-Wan does his part to preserve the, those bloodlines. You've Whoa. got this whole thing figured out, huh? You talk about ladies man, about, Obi-Wan? I'm thinking, this. what if Obi-Wan... Got a cup and got a left hand and yeah, said, okay. I'm getting old. There ain't no more Jedi besides Luke. And he lives out on the farm and he has no idea what's going on. Um, all I'm saying is, is there a chance Obi-Wan could end up being Ray's biological father? I'm down Somehow. with it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's possible. It's possible. I don't think so. What about grandfather? It's possible. I Close still friend, like mentor. God, don't you think? I... Don't you think Luke being her dad is just, it's too obvious? It it is okay. I, I do think it's just too obvious. But they all but flat out say Luke is her father. Like I yeah, feel what? like that's the I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense. Like why? Like why hand Ray a lightsaber and be like, hey, this belonged. To Darth Vader, 
it belonged to Luke, and now it's yours. Like, how can that be interpreted in any other way? And like, if they're gonna if they're gonna say that in Force Awakens and then twist it, and it's not Luke, then fuck them. Oh, they're brother and sister. Hold on, this is the headline. This movie's (laughs) awesome. Girls get lightsabers. Get over it. Girls are funny. Um. Luke is well, raised dad. Well, we're going to yeah. find out soon enough. So Yeah, we're going to find out. Uh, I, I do think it's – now, I do think it's Luke, and I, I do think they've just tried to, you know, all but tell us. But if it's not Luke, I think Obi-Wan is the, you know, the next – that's the next obvious choice. You know, like if it's not Luke, who, 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 who the fuck else would it be? So could be Mace Windu, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, no, no, dude, Mace. That's he's Snoke. Mace Windu is Snoke. Don't you know that? Oh, right. Uh, that's I thought confirmed. Yaddle was Snoke. I thought Yaddle was Snoke. Yaddle is Snoke. Yaddle. Uh, uh, that's what I heard. We had a conversation at work about Yaddle the other day. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Female was, Yoda. Yeah. Yaddle's well, a female in the Yoda species. Of the Yoda species. Okay. Of the uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, female in a movie called Species. Um, okay. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there you have it. I think there's so much that we don't know, and it's really it's fun to talk about. It's fun, dude. To the blue yeah. milk—they had blue milk right in the beginning of the movie, they which did. I thought was amazing, and there I really liked. Yep, that. for sure. Um, so this was pretty good talk. What do you guys think? This Should was we, pretty. This good was talk. pretty good talk. <laughs> and we're having fun. Oh, we're having. Fun. Where does Rogue One at this point fit into your Star Wars uh, rankings? man you know it's like whenever a new movie comes out it's like whenever force awakens came out i was like oh this is the best star wars movie ever made like i was like oh this is my favorite one and now that this is out i was like oh i kind of think this might be my favorite star wars movie it's like it's like i I would probably need some time to properly put it in its place but it's in the top you know it's in the top few for sure i think it's i think it's really fun and it's super exciting to just see new characters. You know, like it's just fun to see a story about some other people for once. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Well, it's a big universe. There's lots of people. Dude, <laughs> they yeah. They can tell stories. And cute little guys, like, you know, holding guns. I mean, I right like now that. they're they're committed to one Star Wars film a year, but I think we're going to – I mean, if these movies keep making money, Marvel has three movies a year. So what's stopping yeah. them from doing – Getting really good directors yeah. and telling really interesting stories and like blowing them all out of the water. Because, yeah. I mean, this movie made 155 million opening weekend. That's like what Ant Man made in its entire run. And Ant Man, but obviously this movie costs a lot more than Ant Man. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that like, th- there's no slowing down Star Wars right now. We are at least for the next ten years going to have ten Star Wars movies. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it, and I enjoyed it, and it wasn't as stressful as The Force Awakens. Like, I don't know which one I liked more, and I had that same feeling immediately when I walked out of, like, wait, I think I like Rogue One more than The Force Awakens. But I liked that it wasn't, like, so much, like, hoopla and, like, buying stuff and, like, you know, just, it was such a big phenomenon last year, and I felt like Rogue One had less of that, like, look at me, it's such a big deal, um, thing surrounding it. So when we went to see it, I didn't have any great expectations, and I was able to just enjoy it for what it was. Um, I think as it stands, I probably... I think my favorite Star Wars movie is probably Return of the Jedi, because I just... 
I really like uh, Salacious Crumb. There you go. Yeah, I think he's so fucking adorable. And I just love the music in that movie, and I think it's silly and ridiculous, and it's kind of one of those over-the-top B-side things that I would put that probably number one. I think The Force Awakens is, new, like, maybe number two. Rogue One, probably number three. They're kind of tied. Um, and then Empire, then New Hope, and then the prequels in whatever the fuck order, because I don't really care. I love seeing pe- people's prequel order and then, like, them justifying it. Like, when someone's like, well, they're all bad, but Attack of the Clones is a much better... Like, fuck you, they're all bad. They're all this equally <laughs> yeah. bad. Right. I don't I don't order... I don't put something in order before I throw it in the fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to order my garbage. Uh, I just put I it down the disposal. Garbage is garbage. It's all garbage. Uh, garbage a New Hope garbage is... Does. A New Hope's my favorite Star Wars movie. Okay. It's always been... I love... I love the origin stories. I love... I love the f- the first introduction to characters, um, and so I love A New Hope. Uh, I think Force Awakens is number two, then probably Jedi, and then and I feel like, God, this sounds blasphemous, but I've always found Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's an amazing movie, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do for me what it does for everybody else, mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. Like I, I I if you say Empire is your favorite movie of all time, I totally get it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, I think Rogue One is, is right there, uh, with the original trilogy and maybe kind of depending on the day of the week and what kind of mood I'm in, um, would maybe determine what, what would be. If you're right. in a Ray mood. But I just love Force Awakens. I, I, I don't, I do not like Rogue One. I, I think I like Force Awakens more than I like Rogue One. Just from like yeah. a pure, like I could... I even think, though Jyn is your number one girl. Even though Jyn is my number one girl, and I'm thinking about trying to meet her at the IHOP this weekend just to see, like... Get a glass of she's milk. Gonna be she's going to be there. Um, and just kind of see where things go. Mm-hmm. Buy her a drink. Buy her uh, a portion. Buy her some portions. <laughs> and uh, Do you think you put syrup on this? This pancake is worth one quarter portion. Yeah, that. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it was great. Force Awakens, I could pop in any day and just sit there and enjoy it. Rogue One, it's a little, I think, more of an emotional investment at times. And it's not something... If I was in a great mood, I don't think I'd put on Rogue One. You're not going to, like, pop on Saving Private Ryan. I've never seen that movie. But, like, that's not one that I would just throw on. And (laughs) People compare this movie to that movie. It's funny you say that. It's it's funny you say that. But I almost feel like... So, this is kind of what, to you were... To what you were saying too, Abby, is that this movie it was it felt way different than Force Awakens. But like to me, Force Awakens is the more it's so much more emotional, and it's not just emotional because of what's in the movie, but it's like it's emotional on a personal level because there was so much buildup for that, and it was it was so long since we've seen like those characters, and you know just that whole thing. It was like a big. I can watch the tr- I can watch the teaser trailer for Force Awakens right now, and it's gonna make me cry. Like, it's by the way, still... yeah. that's not funny. It's very I, serious. I, and I honestly, as you were saying that, I started shaking my head and going, "Of course, everything Jake is saying right now is absolutely it's right." Bible truth. No, I just no, I just mean no. Like, it, it is fucking Force it's Awakens. A, it's magical. Force it Awakens makes something. you what I saw somebody quote, uh, "ugly cry." Yeah, yeah like, it does, and it. <laughs> you contort and I kind of shake. forgot that Han Solo uh, dies I just I like I'm only thinking <laughs> oh, about yeah. Rey 
I'm thinking about Ray and Finn just running through the desert. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's just such fun. <laughs> it's just such a good time. Um, and then I co- and I and think about like um, your favorite person, uh, Poe Dameron, just kind of like that twinkle in his eye, dude. That jacket. But then I kind of forget that. Oh yeah, Kylo Ren killed his father, and uh, that's Han Solo. Dude. And yes. Oh boy. Whoa. I could still watch it any day, but yes. yeah. Good times. I'd watch it. Yes. Right now. We Star we Wars. watch it we watch it a lot at the shop. We have all the movies up here and we, we watch Star Wars constantly. But like every time that movie's on, dude, I'm just like, I ain't watching this movie because I'm not about to fucking cry at work. Like I'm at work. I, there are people in here, I'm in it. public, I'm not watching this movie. And then every time it, dude, the thing that gets me, I think, more than anything in Force Awakens is the end and it's that music. The fucking music that plays while Ray Dude. hands him that lightsaber, it starts yes. to hit like the old theme from the first movie and yeah, there's like the a Jedi big sw- yep. there's that big swell right into the, you know, and then like I can't fucking listen to it or look at it without having a breakdown. So hard at that part but also when Ray is facing off um, like again at the end, um, against Kylo Ren, and like she has that moment where she remembers the Force and remembers that she knows how to use it, and like you see her whole face like go calm, She's got and the legs. lights reflecting on it, and the snow's falling, and she just turns into such a fucking badass. It's just like it's just such a great, I don't know, it's a great moment and a great thing to see on screen, and like I oh loved her. God, she was guys, way to tug on your Ray. nostalgia meter, <laughs> guys. Let me. Yeah. I know this is kind of different from what we're talking about i know we're i know we're hour like hour and a half into this episode oh we're deep i read today now this is a this is a force awakens theory i read this today you guys might have seen it somebody had had proposed like what if um kylo ren is a sith on purpose because he knows it's what he has to do to bring the Sith down. Like he Stop knows he it. has oh. to dude. It was like, what if he is committing? And that's why he like asks Han Solo, you know, like, will you help me? Because he knows dude, that like, he Jesus has to Christ. sacrifice somebody. And he, and that's why he speaks to Darth Vader's helmet because finish what you started means finish what Anakin started when he was supposedly, the chosen one and like what if kylo ren knows that he has to sacrifice everything to teach ray into in the future be able to take out exactly hold on there was Dude. another flarp appearance well yeah. that's like i uh <laughs> that's just how i feel that's crazy that's Isn't like, that just like? Doesn't that just fuck with your brain? Like, holy yeah, he's like Christ-like at that. Point. So, in it's other like words, the, the TLDR is that he's so deep cover. I mean, I buy that. I don't. It's I like think the Departed. It is like the Departed. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think that yeah. that's. Um, I don't think that's that's so far fetched. It would be. Who it would make Han's death harder to swallow. Yeah. Um, but. That's a that's as good of a theory as any. Yeah, it was. It had. Some, I mean, it's some good stuff because I mean, if you think about it, he's constantly talking about how he feels the call to the light side, and it's because he knows that like that's the right thing to do. But yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it's something they would do. It would be, you know, it'd be kind of out of left field. But man, like just reading, you know, that person's like revelation of like, holy fuck, this would be cool. It is cool, yeah. and it's cool that we have uh, these movies back in that. 
there's that kind of mystery behind them, yeah. Right. Now, it's a little bit harder to swallow, too, when you think about Starkiller Base taking out several million billion people or whatever it was. (laughs) That's Uh, true. But you know what? That's just commitment, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's like an Eagle Scout. He's like like Daniel Day-Lewis. He's like uh, the Joker fucking... Jack Nicholson. Heath Ledger. No. I have a competition. Suicide Squad. Jared Leto. He was committed. He was... Did Mm-mm. he like send like uh, dead rats or like? That's not committed. Use that's tampons stupid. To his that's dumb. Yeah, he's an idiot. Dude, he's gross. Dude, well, really I actually gross. heard a rumor that Jared Leto. The reason why that movie sucked so bad is that he's actually was hired by Marvel to infiltrate the DC universe. Got it undercover. <laughs> and, uh, Whoa, he's got a part in the next Marvel movie for yep, it. Yep. Yeah. Did a really Dude, good job. Dude, that'd be amazing. Like, I can't wait until the industry gets to that point where that kind of stuff is actually happening. I like it. Inter, Let's make a movie about that. Inter studio espionage. Um, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's, true. it's hot. It's, very true. it's new. It's fresh. Yes, well, listen, guys. Espionage. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, said it all. We'll probably be talking about Rogue One more. Uh, uh, we've only all seen it one time, so upon repeat viewings, we'll we'll find more stuff to talk about and really dig down deeper into some of these characters. And um, hey, if we say it's going to be on a future episode. It's gonna be there. You know it's gonna happen. So because we don't lie, we're not liars. We like don't you. never. We always follow through. There you go. Give the old um, yes, have some governor's nudge. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Any uh, anything else before we take off for uh, Christmas break? Happy holiday! Happy holiday! Holiday! Happy holiday! Happy holiday! That's what we call it. That's what I. Happy that's holiday. what I said. Yeah. Uh, Jake, Happy you gonna get a Christmas present? What's that? You gonna get a Christmas present this year? I mean, I hope so. All right. I, I mean, it'd be cool. It would be neat. Hope we all do. I like hope one. Krampus yeah. comes. I want to watch Krampus. Ooh, I'm excited to watch The Shining on Christmas. Also, I'm like three hundred. Yeah, me into too. It, so. Yeah, dude. Did you? That's like ha, are you? Where are you at in the up. book? I think I'm on page three hundred, or actually two ninety six, to be like okay. totally honest. I, I the elevator. So I literally have thirty pages left. Dude, I was no, I was saving it for tomorrow. I literally stopped oh. like. I stopped like three chapters away from the end today, and I was like, I'm going to save it. Dude, yeah. Like, it's such a descent into madness, and I fucking love it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, so bummed to, like, see the differences when I watch the movie, because I've only seen the movie once. I watched it for the first time last year, um, I think for Halloween. So I'm really excited to see what's different. Um, but I have just loved that book, and yeah. it strikes me at my core if, like, if you know anything about <laughs> – me or my past it just really rattles me up yeah, and scares the shit out of me and i love it yeah. and i'm into it and i love stephen king so yeah. hi papa stephen king if you're uh, another good book i'm almost done reading the bible oh three chapters yeah. left <laughs> and uh three chapters left i wonder what's gonna happen dude dude that twist Whoa. ending Jesus was a it's sleeper a, agent the whole time. Jesus was Kylo Shyamalan Ren. Ending. Jesus was Kylo Ren. Jesus was Kylo Ren. Was Snoke. Hey. Jesus is Snoke. That's the name of the episode. Jesus is Snoke. Write it down. I'm putting it down. All right. Well, thank you guys we have like four uh, names. for joining us. Um, thank you for having some. Thank you for having some. And as always, please check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. And then on Twitter and Insta- Instagram. Whoa. Instagram. Straight flexing. Oh. Do people say that? You do. Is that from a song? Twitter and Instagram. Oh. At YHS Podcast. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. 
five stars, please. Yes. We want all five. We They're want delicious. five stars. They're good stars. They're just good for you. Um, and, that, and that'll be good. And then we'll all have fun. We got the new year coming up. Mm-hmm. Lots of big plans. And uh, we will be filling you in on those uh, as soon as we figure in. them out ourselves. Filling it all in. Yeah. Um, but for Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you for joining us for a little bit of Yoga Hoser Star Wars talk. Yes. And uh, until next time. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> happy Krampus. Merry Festivus. Happy Holiday. Happy Holidays. From Yes Have Some Podcast. We love you. We love everyone. We do. Yes. God damn yeah. you, everyone. Yeah. Isn't, that was an Andrew Shaker. Don't be selfish. Quote. Buy us a present that. for the Get us guy. something, god damn it. We do so much. All right. Ready. Last thing. <laughs> Number one dream item. Go. Wrong. Toaster with slime in it. It's toaster with slime in it. <laughs> it's my number one Christmas boutique item. Oh, oh boy. Okay. It's always the quiet one. There it is. Yep. Uh, there it is. You're not sleeping with it, are you? Yeah. I got is this, a, is this the part where we just do quotes for 15 minutes? Yeah, we quote. Wait, no, that's okay. Here's another quote. Well, we're going to need a bigger float. Whoa. Can it be um, a neat, that a was at the Jaws flarp. Parade. And there's the flarp. All right. She's back. I love you guys. Queef. Get up. Guys. <laughs> it's good. You gotta do it at the end of the like episode. Like shock jocks. Dude, yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Me so haughty. Oh my god. What is happening? I hope the music's playing at this part. Alright, bye everyone. Good night. Happy bye. holidays. We love you. Have a good one. Okay, here's the situation. My parents went away on a week's vacation and they left the keys to